0: Howdy, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Anime Nerds podcast. My name is Max, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, uh, Mr. Aaron Fute, Ooh. and Brandon D. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. It's just it's just the three of us this week, but um, we'll make it worth your while. Damn straight. Yeah, we've officially crossed the halfway point of the summer anime season. This kind of blows my mind how uh, fast these seasons tend to go. Episode 7 of um, God of High School, um, pretty action-heavy action episode um, to kind of make up for last week's kind of uh, stage setting, so to speak. We got introduced to um, um, some new characters, got a few backstories. Um, Aaron, uh, what did you take away from uh, this week's episode of God of High School? I tell you why that people are really going to be
1: bugging out pretty soon. And I seem to think so in the group. Somebody made that post about how it's going from martial arts shit to powers and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this is where it starts to get evened out. You can't dick punch an if you can throw fireballs. You know? <laughs> Taekwondo has to get balanced out by, you know, a stand. Yeah. So I like that they're bringing that up and that they're kind of incorporating Knox more and showing us what they're about. And we're getting some info on the judges,
0: which yeah.
1: is happening at a good pace. And I think another thing is the pace is slowing down, which is better. It's starting to find its footing. And like a lot of shows in the first season, they take some time to get there. So I was glad that happened. And Han is still my favorite character, but he's probably going to be everybody's favorite character.
0: Yeah, he's just a very just chill guy. Like... He's a nice uh kind of middle ground between uh Jin and, and Mira, I feel like. And even even though he has like um super strong like abilities, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but he still just feels like the most quote unquote uh normal guy. yeah,
2: yeah he definitely does get that
0: sort of vibe. Yeah, it's funny that you, you, you brought it up, Aaron. Like, it's kind of cool. Um, it's interesting that this series uses a lot of, um, like, most of the, most of the, the, uh, stronger characters that use the Charyuk, or, or however you pronounce it. Like, um, they almost yeah. all have some sort of, um, uh, familiar. Or I guess uh stand, I guess, using <laughs> Jojo terminology. It's kinda cool to see um see more of that in this episode.
1: Yeah. I think as we progress, it's gonna be interesting to seeing how it like balances out and makes it checks a balance system and how it plays into the story too. So I'm thrilled for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Brandon, what did you take away from episode seven?
0: It was wild
2: in a short term. Jim, Jim is a dumbass. <laughs> He's a certified dumbass after that whole, after what he pulled in that match. He's like, oh, let me just hit my pressure points real quick and let me beat your ass real quick. How do you hit the wrong pressure points and end up taking yourself out of the fight that quickly? I mean, it was <laughs> like two seconds. It's like the guy who skips the manual and just starts pressing buttons. Yeah. it's. Just, it ended before it even began. It's just like, dude, dude, what are you doing? And seeing everybody handle themselves extremely well against Chakriki users, especially uh, Han, how he handled that Thor hammer, when they're summoning swords and hammers and stuff. I mean, he <laughs> knocked it back with, like, minimal ease. And I feel so did. bad. Yeah, because he... He was handling himself extremely well, and I'm wondering what each of these fighters are going to look like once, if or if they get their own stand powers or something. Because it's getting wild right now, (laughs) and those. I feel bad for Commissioner Q because he's just chilling and he gets jumped in his apartment, gets taken down by everybody, gets stabbed in the chest, has his whole apartment blown up, and gets an additional three months. Uh, salary cut from his previous three months for violating, for having Jim embarrass him. And it's just like, dude can't catch a break. (laughs) Commissioner. Oh, sorry. That's alright. Commissioner O out here summoning a dragon and shit and using the teeth as swords. I'm like, what is this? It's like people summoning shit out of nowhere. It's like, where did all this come from? It's like, I can't even keep up. It's like, what is going on right now? (laughs) Escalation, baby. Escalation.
0: Did um, it it was cool seeing, um, getting, like, a glimpse of, um, the strength of, um, Q when he, uh, got his, like, limiter taken off. Um, (laughs) kind of cool to see, like, uh, get sort of a precedent. For how like strong um we can expect someone to be without like a limiter uh, to not get embarrassed by uh like a two on one fight like holding his own uh throughout um that was pretty impressive. he had to flex for us yeah <laughs> for his paycheck <laughs> yeah, it's interesting you know we 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 still don't know a whole lot about uh the Knox Group, like it looked like early on, um, they're kind of like presented at, as uh, a cult. Um, but it was interesting that those two characters we we met were referred to as like priests. I thought that was kind of interesting. And yeah, it's, it seems like that organization is becoming more and more active um, as the time goes on yeah, we were also introduced to um, our trio's uh, opponents uh, this week, and they tried to uh, give us some some background and uh, kind of make us us care about this fight. You know, it's kind of in doing so. It was just kind of sad that, um, like, in order for our gang's dreams to be realized, it means they've got to. Uh, step on the dreams of others to do so. But um what what did you think of uh just learning more about um the uh trio that our guys faced this week. I was glad we brought that into
1: reality that uh you know there are other people out there trying to get their dreams across and seeing how the characters deal with that fact as well. That was one I really wanted to see more of and see get pressed into the series. Especially with the characters that they did bring in,
0: every time the girl popped up on screen, like I was like, "Man, this this chick looks like um, Karen from Naruto." Oh, Karin! Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, "I'm already and having trouble with this. Is- I'm or- yeah I'm already having trouble with names, so um, I'm just gonna call you uh, Karin instead." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of. Pre- I feel bad for saying this, but she was kind of presented as like a great value Mira in this episode. Um, yeah, but she did have a but she did have the charge ability, which made yeah. Mira sweat a little bit. But she was able
2: to take care of things pretty easily. It was called bastard or something, but it looked like a giant Excalibur from Fate that she summoned out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and I like that they uh, tried to make everybody's uh, backstory for the fighters feel genuine and feel their struggles feel genuine with how they came how far they came and how much they've improved from that point on so I did like that part of the uh, episode when they tried to humanize the characters and everything yeah for sure and we, yeah we
0: got introduced to the the world's oldest uh high schooler <laughs> 38 years young oh that boy yeah <laughs> he's a, he's a
1: he's a super senior that's the best way to put it he's isn't he's wrong though he he bust you we saw him, he clearly busting his ass he's trying so
0: yeah. give it to him. yeah like he he's definitely a like a likable character it it's cool that honestly that that group was kind of presented um in, in most cases that group would probably be like the protagonists of their own story, yeah right would. <laughs> But, of course, they had to run up into a railway yeah yeah they 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 didn't uh know that they're just side characters, but uh, band? yeah, yeah, I mean, um, what are um oh yes, yeah, so, so I don't know about you guys, but um, and maybe Aaron can. Shed some light on this, but um, the last chunk of the episode like felt kind of like weird to me with the the, the fight. Um, I don't know their names, but the blue hair guy
1: um, and um, the suit,
0: and like he looks like an asshole. Yeah, like like they're yeah. like they're fighting.
1: I mean, it's pretty clear he was kind of extra with it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't do all that. Yeah, but as you can see, we already got, like, clues that he was a villain. Like, you know, the fact he looks like an asshole. He's driving to <laughs> get hair color. I mean, and then that... the brutality just feels it.
0: But it just, it, it's so just get, weird. Like, it just felt weird because, so so they're, they're fighting, and the the guy gets handled, and then his partner steps in. She gets handled, gets stomped on. And then Han jumps in for, like, just a second. And then the the guy gets up and then tries to fight again and then gets chomped on. Like, it, it felt like um those uh, chapters of the webtoon, like, it, it seems like it felt like it was probably condensed, like, a lot. Or, or was well, that
1: pretty much a faithful
0: adaptation of that scene? It
1: was kind of condensed. He just, a little faster, but that's what happened. With old boy? With well, Jay? Yeah. Took, take, take He didn't really like the, you know, he doesn't really like anybody. I'm gonna go with that.
0: It was just interesting that those characters got um, introduced last week as seemingly, like, important. And, you know, I'm an AMA only, so I'm sure the, they probably pop back up again or and are more important later, but they, they got dealt with. V- very swiftly.
1: <laughs> they were given the business expeditiously.
2: That shit was brutal. Yeah, and these characters are coughing up like gallons of blood and getting stabbed through the chest and are just walking off and saying, yeah, I'm fine. Let me just continue. It's like, this is imagine, imagine being the people running this though.
0: It's interesting. Like, um, I still don't know how to feel about it, like whether it's like smart or just like distracting, but, the uh, The decision to um, include uh, like the like nanotechnology as a way to have an excuse as to why some of these guys are able to like hang on after being like savagely beaten.
2: So, yeah, like what are you guys um, hoping to see from uh, episode eight? Yeah, one thing I want to see is they briefly glossed over it within like 10 seconds. but They said that um, Jin's grandfather, Teiji or something, got his arm chopped off by Nox. So I'm wondering if that sword just chopped his arm clean off and they said it was taken. I'm hoping they're going more into that, where his grandfather is right now. Because that was wild when they just summoned a giant mountain sky sword out of nowhere and just chopped him. Yeah, uh, You see uh, you see what his grandson's like. I can't even imagine what his grandfather was like, where that came from, and see when Jin is going to start doing the stuff his grandfather's doing, because you saw him kick over, like, an entire forest with one kick, so I wonder when I'm going to see that in Jin.
0: I'm kind of interested to see, um, I don't know if it'll ever be addressed, but I am kind of, like, intrigued on to who, um, Jin, Jin's parents could be. It might just be you know, like the shonen thing where uh it's never addressed. But just based on how strong um grandpa. the grandpa is, you would think that the the parents would be pretty strong too. That's reasonable.
1: But I mean you yeah, we got people like Han who you know we got his sister, but I'm pretty sure his dad was a pro was like that in the street. Uh, i bet you boy? Is that you fighting?
0: Boy, <laughs> yeah. Um, any more quick thoughts before we um wrap up uh God of High School talk?
1: I'm really curious to see where they land when the season's over, like in terms of how far the story
2: is. I'm hoping that we get a uh, recap of how people are summoning all these different um weapons and all these different summonings and everything because I'm hoping they go over the power system of shared energy and stuff. I know they said that. Jin wasn't supposed to be compatible with the sage fruit that the old sensei Do gave him, but I'm just wondering where they're going to take all this and hopefully we get an explanation sooner or later. Because I'm legit confused, but it's it looks dope, but it's a little confusing. Yeah, for sure.
0: Would love some more explanation as to how the power system works. But yeah, we look forward to episode 8 next week. But without further ado, um, we'll get into some uh, Rezero talk. And uh, man, um, another another week, another uh, intense episode of, of Rezero. Um, we got to see Beatrice again. Um, there's some shenanigans going on in the sanctuary. Just lots, <laughs> lots and lots to unpack. Brandon, what was your overall take on uh, uh, the latest episode of Rezero?
2: Man, it was a lot to process. Cause Beatrice, I was wondering why she wouldn't do anything last episode, but we got an explanation now, saying that the book told her not to do anything. But at the same time, she prevented Subaru from dying and trying to restart and try and fix it. And that, that yeah, it it was upsetting because she did. It seemed like she did care for Subaru to an extent, but she wasn't totally moved by him in her words, but she was more concerned about the book and her mother, quote-unquote mother, which had me confused. I'm like, this is a artifact that was used by the gospel and the cult and everything for uh, Satella and everything. I'm wondering, is Satella Beatrice's mother or something? Because the way she was holding it, like, she was hugging it tight like a child would hold their mother and everything. I'm just like, oh, God, ReZero, back at it again, just, just with my emotions. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: the series, that's a funny way of doing that, that's for sure. Mr. Mr. Aaron, what did you think?
1: I kind of agree with Brandon and how, you know, the book seems suspect, and I don't know, like every episode I get more paranoid, I guess you could say worry of it all so i think it's good for that it's good to do that
0: yeah it's it's interesting um we, we know that beatrice still cares about subaru in some fashion just based on the way we saw her right as he was dying how shocked she looked and um we found out that the starting point didn't change you know he uh Subaru met with our, uh, Otto and, and Garfield um in this loop but um <laughs> interestingly enough um Garfield calls like another audible that didn't happen in the previous loop asks to uh, uh meet with them and and we find Ryuzu there And um, we learn why Frederica um, was able to leave the sanctuary, and that's because she's um, Garfield's half sibling and only uh, a quarter um, uh, beastmen, full beastmen or half beastmen, um, cannot uh, leave the barrier, but she could. Subaru tells them that he's going to take the trial, which um, causes uh, Ryuzu uh, to have Garfield restrain Subaru and um we find out that um you know Garfield thinks that Subaru is part of the witch cult just based on the uh miasma that comes off him which is uh to me was very similar to season 1 with um with Rem like be- becoming more and more aggressive uh, uh in each loop so our guy Subaru was bound and gagged for, like, three days. Luckily enough for him, he was saved by none other than Otto, which was kind of a surprise. And um, Subaru doesn't get it. Otto uh, tells him that um, he does it because he considers Subaru a friend, which is super huge for Subaru because, as we've, we've seen this season, we've learned that um, Subaru never really had anyone, like, as, yeah. like, a true friend. So that was uh, kind
1: of cold. It got me wondering yeah. it too. It like, I ain't not gonna consider my
0: friend. What are, you, what are you hiding? Right. Well, it was, yeah, it's interesting. Kind of contrasting that with what happened with Beatrice too. But yes, yeah, so, so much. So much happened. So much, and, and shit is about to go down next episode because uh, Garfield found out that Subaru escaped and is pissed. We saw him transform into something. We don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it, it's, uh, monstrous. So Subaru's got his work cut out for him. It's worth noting, too, that, um, the Ryuzu that, uh, he met with calls herself a different name, seemingly. The Ryuzu that we met like a loop or two ago has a different last name than the Ryuzu that we met in this loop. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, every,
2: uh, God, what's going on?
0: Every time something like even more more layers continue to be uh, added on here.
1: Niggas he really out here changing names on I me. Mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Puck is missing in action. Amelia was praying for Puck to come out. That was kind of sad to see. And I mean, this episode kind of sh- showed again that. Um, like kind of subtly that Subaru's is kind of um, become desensitized to death. He's like ready and willing to uh, commit suicide now, which is kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, he tried to off himself uh, twice in this episode. And the fact that he was able to uh, like attempt it so casually just shows how
2: much, uh, Returned by death has affected him. It's getting kind of scary. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's content with a brutal death every time and he's just fine with it and auto calls him out on it saying that you're too calm for this whole situation is just upsetting because it's like, how are you going to get used to painful death like once or twice a day? It's just it's
0: upsetting. <laughs> enough.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, that's not normal
2: like, at all. I figured he would have been broken by, like, the second loop, but Subaru is mentally strong because I know I would not have been able to withstand any of those loops, so. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah.
0: And, yeah, Brandon, you brought up in the discussion thread that it's just interesting, like, even though some of these characters are positioned as antagonists for us, I mean, like, their actions are are somewhat justified like, Garfield, like, restraining Subaru, like, it's very uh, reasonable to think that Subaru is a a cultist based on the uh, level of uh, miasma uh, coming off
2: him. Yeah, it it was definitely, because for Garfield, I mean, it's completely understandable, because he, Subaru, absorbed, I think it was the Sloth Sins uh, Witch Factor, and he is now, like, coated and now he smells of it. I don't blame Garfield for taking precautions to help protect his family and everything and the people that are closest to him, because to Garfield, Subaru is an outsider, which I fully understand keeping your inner circle safe and everything. So, and especially with the way he was acting, because he picked up on that, on how Subaru was acting completely different from when they were talking in the uh, hunt with everybody else. So it's completely understandable, and it's and it goes back and forth with every ReZero episode about having, feeling sympathy for characters that do questionable acts and stuff.
0: Yeah. What did you guys think of um, think of Otto? I mean, he kind of got some time to shine, and it was really kind of a shining light f- for Subaru uh, in this episode.
1: I was like, hell, yeah. You got to see Otto
2: flexing. Yeah, I Otto's, energy. yeah, Otto's best boy of 2020 for the summer season for me because he came through. He stayed loyal to Subaru, and I respect that more than anything for loyalty for him because Subaru's been through enough. He needs a friend right now. For sure.
0: Yeah, and to be able to, like, do what he did, um, and kind of, uh, defy Garfield. Like he was sneaking around Sanctuary all day, uh, for hours and hours trying to avoid Garfield while looking for Subaru. He's, he's putting his life on the line for sure. And yeah, it was just a, another example of one of my favorite things about this series is how, um, characters that are introduced to us that are seemingly minor characters, um, I end up getting flushed out more, like as the series uh, goes on. I don't know about you guys, but when I first started watching Re Zero, I never uh, anticipated uh, Otto becoming like a kind of a key cog in the story.
2: Yeah, he seems like at first he seemed like a minor throwaway character, but he showed his loyalty this episode because Garfield was willing to offer him that giant purple stone in exchange for information on Subaru, but he fully turned that down because he could have easily been set up for life with that stone selling it off and everything, but he chose not to rat him out, which was really commendable and respectable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's
0: tough. I mean, right now, like, the only people Subaru can really trust right now I mean, he can trust Amelia, but like she's like super preoccupied right now. Um, he can't trust Roswell, obviously. Um, sure. and, and because of that, like Ram will be helping them, helping Subaru and Otto next week, but kind of have to keep an eye on her too, just because of her loyalty to Roswell. Otto's pretty much all Subaru has right now.
1: He don't even like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: messing with him. Yeah. Subaru really needed that from Otto after what ha- happened with uh Beatrice for sure. So yeah, I mean if so much happened, I'm sure we're probably like forgetting some stuff, but um what do what do you get where are your, maybe some predictions you guys have for next week's episode?
1: Subaru continues to find out he's more
0: and more detached.
2: We continue to get our feelings hurt. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that happen. I'm imagining with uh, Garfield's transformation at the end of the episode, I'm wondering if Ram is going to play a factor into calming him down because knowing that he likes her, I'm wondering if she's going to play a factor into calming him down after He's going to chase after Subaru because dude was pissed after he found out Subaru escaped. So I'm wondering how that whole situation is going to go down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm super interested in seeing what um, his transformation looks like. I mean, we know he's stronger than Frederica already, but uh, this is going to be an absolute uh, monster. Literally. (laughs) we see him next week. And then, like, okay, so let's see. Subaru has to either take the trials himself somehow or help Amelia win the trials. He has to uh, deal with Garfield somehow. He has to make sure that uh, the attack on, on the mansion is averted. He only has two days for that, and he has to get... He has to save um, save the maids, Rem, and, and Beatrice. Somehow he has to convince her to get out of there. It seems like every single week a new conundrum uh, pops up and Super's back is, like, absolutely against the wall. Basically, he,
1: he stays swinging at the ropes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Poor kid. Yeah, man, it really sucks that he can't tell anybody about Return by Death. And it helped out so much. Yeah. He'd be
2: able to explain, like, the situation to everybody. Well, I mean, he did come close to telling about it since he said Beatrice might have messed up the timeline had had she intervened like she did. So I'm wondering if that'll play a factor into it because you know how Beatrice is with knowing all and seeing all. of wondering... Mm -hmm if in the next loop she's going to see what she saw in the previous loop. So just a lot of questions to be answered hopefully in the next couple episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. One thing I forgot to
0: mention, like it really sucked. It kind of sucked seeing Subaru, uh, like tear into her after she saved him. Um, just because the things Subaru was saying, um, Beatrice didn't really have any context to because of Return By Death. Like, she she just saved him, and uh, he is just going off, going off on her. You could tell she didn't understand, but Subaru is mad, too, because, I mean, he couldn't have known at the time, but her saving him potentially could have jacked up his uh, save point and, like, shuffled it around. Yeah, it's just... This uh this situation is a absolute cluster for Subaru. These guys work cut out for him. Maybe uh, uh Donna can help him next time he sees her if he sees her. I mean he needs some help somehow. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. The least you could do is offer him some more tea. <laughs> the least. Yeah, I mean. Yet another uh, good episode of ReZero. We look forward to episode eight. Got some pretty, fairly big news uh, this week with uh, The Great Pretender coming out. Yeah. Studio Wits la- latest series. Um, you know, w- Witt typically puts out uh, good product, and this seems like the latest uh Successful series uh, for them. Um, the first chunk of episodes are available on Netflix now, and um, I think in a few few months we'll be getting more too. So, um, uh, what are your guys' overall impressions of um, Great Pretender?
1: It feels like leverage, kind of. let show leverage with Aldous Hodge, Timothy Huddy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I see
2: what you mean. Yeah, kind of a similar premise. Who also the hustler? Yeah, it definitely had that psychological like thriller aspect. It's like every solving mysteries and stuff. It's it has a really unique uh concept and everything with dealing with con artists and everything, just working around uh crime and everything, crime bosses working with the police and it's just a lot it's it adventure it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun Is the series. Super enjoyable, I and mean, plus the animation is on point, and uh, the character interactions for this series just kill me for some reason. I don't know why it makes me laugh a little bit more, especially with Abby and what's, I think his name is, he gets, teased, he, they call his name atamami or something in the, in the series. Abby, and I uh, can't remember his name, though, but. It's a really amazing series. I highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. Definitely uh, in the running for
2: anime of the year, I'd say. Yeah. It's the, um, the um, best outro of the year, hands down, not even close. Especially having uh, Freddie Mercury as the outro for the uh, for the series. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Great great uh ending theme. Great show overall. Definitely recommend. It's kind of cool to see a series based like in our world and different uh real world locations. Give Great Pretender a try on uh on Netflix. I mean, I know most of you guys are um battle shonen junkies, but um I think you'll really enjoy this one.
2: Yeah, step it out, folks. Yeah, step outside of your comfort zone for this one. This one's really good.
0: Well with that, um, I think that about does it for uh this week's uh this week's episode. Um thanks Aaron and Brandon for joining. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to us and um we look forward to uh chatting again next week.